The following podcast is not for the innocent at heart, the weak-minded, and the self-absorbed. The stories told in certain episodes of this podcast are from my personal life and personal experiences. If you are involved in these personal experiences and have an issue with anything said on this show, you can gladly reach me privately and we can discuss having you on the show to discuss our differences. And for anyone else that takes issue with anything that I say on this show and takes it personally, well, I have a message for you. You can kindly kiss my ass.
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Bakery Podcast. I am back with another exciting episode. It is part one of two with one of my close, well, I wouldn't say close friends, but one of my good buddies in the Extreme Wrestling Federation, the one, the only, Mr. Shy Shiloh. But before I get into that, I want to talk about what's been going on recently in my life. But even before I do that, let me introduce myself to those who have not been listening since episode one. My name is Aaron Baker. I am the host of this glorious podcast, and I'm glad that you have chosen me to listen to. But without further ado... College football and the NFL are back in full force. And I will be talking about both of those on Wednesday. There were a lot of upsets um, this past Saturday. I'm currently recording this on the 8th of September, which is a Sunday. So there is a game right now playing, which is Pittsburgh and New England. So... Look forward to hearing that on Wednesday. I'm going to be talking about the top 25 rankings and the NFL in that episode. But I also want to do this. Um, you know, I've been working, like I've said in the last episode, I've been working a lot of crazy hours, folks. A lot of crazy hours. And I haven't really had a whole lot of time to you know, catch up with a lot of people that I want to have on the show. So I already have a couple of people lined up. Um... The Viking, Victor Cage, or Caleb Martin. He's going to be coming on, like I told you guys, to talk about a top ten, his top ten for wrestling theme songs. Um, and I also have um, one of my one of my other friends at EWF coming on, Caleb Tucker. He's gonna we got to schedule that one first, but he's going to be coming on here discussing his uh, movie career, discussing some of the projects he's done on his own, et cetera, et cetera. Also, guys, if you haven't already, go check out the Extreme Wrestling Federation on YouTube. I gotta tell you, our last three shows back to back to back were improving as time goes on. We don't have anybody that's slouching, slacking, just there, just to be there, just to hang out. Everybody is there to wrestle and to get better. And honestly, I don't think I know anybody better to plug the EWF than a close personal friend of mine, the Loose Cannon. Well, well. Gender's on... Still a great guy. Honestly, nobody can touch me on promos. And in the ring, I'm getting better. I'm getting more intense. And I might as well do it here. For those of you that don't understand the loose canon character, picture this. A guy or girl at your job who is slacking off every chance they get. 
and they get opportunity after opportunity while you're over while you're working as hard as possible and you're having every opportunity ripped from your cold dead hands and you want to speak up but you can't as the loose cannon i am able to do that i don't even think this motherfucker is recorded as the loose cannon, I am able to do that. I am able to voice my concerns because I know that eventually I will get what I want. Now at the recent show, Severe Warning, people thought that I was trying to get fired from this federation. And unfortunately for you, that's not exactly what I'm trying to do. I have people tell me every show, Loose Cannon, you're getting better. You're getting more intense. It's what we like to see. Your promos could use a little work. So I did a little promo after the match, and everybody loved it. So for those of you that don't understand the character, I say things that nobody else will ever have the guts to say. And with that being said, if you want to see more of the loose cannon and put a face to the voice, watch Extreme Wrestling Federation on YouTube and watch some of my matches. Hell, watch the whole show. Give them, give them your view. Give them your time. Comment what you liked and what you didn't like. <laughs> this has been the Loose Cannon on the Bakery Podcast. Well, there was that. There was the Loose Cannon plugging his, plugging his stuff as only the Loose Cannon can. And I honestly hope for the best for the Loose Cannon. Um, he's been doing a couple of jobs, a lot. He's been doing a lot of jobs, taking a lot of losses, but it's for the common good in my eyes. I think he's headed for a bigger and better opportunity ahead from what I've been told. Now, on the other side... Um, you guys remember, like, a couple months back, I was promoting the Angry Misfits Project, The Forgotten. And I can't remember if I mentioned this last episode or not. But, they now are greenlighting the project, The Forgotten. And they put a teaser trailer out two weeks ago on their YouTube page. And that is called The Angry Misfits on YouTube first video you'll see is the forgotten teaser trailer check that out share it with your friends and the reason why nothing had been done with it since was because they got copyrighted and they thought that you know the owner the owner of the rights to halo kind of copyrighted them but no it was the music that they used in the trailer that got them copyrighted so now they're full steam ahead on some ideas and i honestly can't wait Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is part one of my conversation with the EWF every time champion. He can't lose it whether he loses a match or not. He cannot lose this championship title, and honestly, he is not afraid to tell you that fact. Here is part one of my interview with Shy Shiloh. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
White people hate me, they say that I'm using my privilege for evil, I get it, hey Black people hate me, they say that I'm racist, my feelings don't match with their message, whoa Feminists hate me because I believe that their movement is angry and sexist, Ooh, My girlfriend hates me and I don't know why, but I love her, whatever, forget it, yeah And gay people hate me cause when I see something I don't like, I say that it's gay Straight people hate me for having the balls to go say what they think and that makes them afraid Dumb people hate me for making the music containing the truth to expose all the ways The government robs them, the pop culture kills them, the rappers convinced them to ruin their brain Go ahead and say all of that wild online, man You might need a doctor, Phil, if you catch me outside And I will not apologize if you ain't one of mine, fam I cannot afford to give a if it was fine, man They been hatin', I think it's stupid funny Haters, fake friends, making me stupid money They been hates me for something or makes something up when they hate me for nothing they claim i'm a satanist hitler's my cousin i beat up a kid i killed bambi while hunting hey i heard he's illuminati hey i heard he's related to trump whoa i heard he's reptilian probably hey i heard he kills kittens for fun all lies all lies all lies y'all fall lie rise yeah y'all phony tough and i'm blowing up and that's your fault not mine yeah Everybody hates me And I only know cause I read it And I'd hate y'all too if that bothered me But honestly I don't let it, yeah Go ahead and say all of that wild online, man You might need a doctor, Phil, if you catch me outside And I will not apologize if you ain't one of mine, fam I cannot afford to give a if it was fine, man They been hating, I think it's stupid funny Haters, fake friends Give me stupid money Y'all look just like enemies Only goal is stopping mine Y'all gonna need some better dreams I've been on the grind Looks like y'all been on your knees Talking while, while you're online Hating who you'll never be Y'all are 35 Acting like you're 17 Working late at 9 to 5 Jealous I just rap and sleep You're angry at your life Got a job, forgot to leave Now you're growing older In the only town you'll ever see they been hating, I think it's stupid funny Haters, fake friends, making me stupid money They been hating, making me famous Keep hating, you're wasting all of your energy on me They been hating, I think it's stupid funny Haters, fake friends, making me stupid money They been hating, making me famous Keep hating, you're wasting Oh, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Lift your hand up. Make a different face. <laughs> you said you had to light the backdrop too. Are you sure you don't want me to pull it down? How many times did I say no, not yet? Twice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode's going to be a little different. One, because 
there's no warning because I'm not using my usual laptop for uh, this podcast. So, as you guys know, my computer's a little bit out of whack. So, I'm not able to record podcast. I'm not able to record episodes on a weekly basis because my laptop has a virus and it's got over probably 6,000 songs on it. So, it takes a while to boot up, anyways. So, I'm here using my fiance's laptop with. And I'm currently here live at EWF's Extreme Rumble 2019. I just got done wrestling in a triple threat match with Ultimo and Rakan, where I lost my classic title, which ain't a big deal. Character's going in a new direction anyways. But I'm here with one of my buddies who messaged me about two months ago about wanting to do a podcast. And his name is Shy Shiloh. Now today we're going to be talking about shit that's going on in his life, like with jobs and just dumbass people. And we're also going to be talking music. Now, Shy Shiloh, he's going to be a common guest when I can get him on because our schedules are definitely different. He works second shift, I work first. So the only time we're ever really able to do something is if he doesn't work a Saturday or a Sunday. So he's going to be a regular guest here. We're going to probably end up talking about aliens and ghosts and all that shit at some point in time. But, without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I am here live at the EWF Extreme Rumble, and I'm here again with Shy Shiloh. Now, he's going to say hello in just a few minutes. He's smoking a bigorette right now. But, we're here because he wants to get a couple of things off his chest and, you know, Say whatever the fuck he wants, really. He know he knows what this podcast's about. He knows that he can say whatever he wants. It's not like anybody's gonna know who or what he's talking about some in some instances. But without further ado, here is Shy Shiloh. What up, people? So What up, people? So I wanna start off. I'm out here at EWS. I'm currently looking out the window. Seeing people beat the shit out of each other. And we're going to start with the wrestling life. So most people, like, we'll start off with, like, uh... Good shit. How people will do wrestling, and then you have non-wrestling fans. They'll start saying wrestling's fake and all that jazz. But what they don't realize is we have to practice, get our moves down, so per se we have a crowd. We have to make sure they're entertained. So we could have a really great match with people that have trained, and then we could have two new guys that have no idea what they're doing. They might know the basics just from watching wrestling on TV, but they're not going to get very far and get a higher than a five-star match, and they're going to bore the crap out of the, out of the crowd. Well, to the people that think it's fake, it's, it's mostly in between. It's it's for entertainment, and then they try to they try to say, oh yeah, that body slam was fake. But have you guys ever literally been body slammed or thrown out of a ring, and you land on the hard surface of the ring or the ground? That's for outdoors, since we're on the ground. But it doesn't feel very good. See, I remember one time is back when we first got the ring. 
And I had no idea how to take a bump in a ring. I was used to mattresses or a makeshift ring with styrofoam and tires and plywood under it. Well, I thought I was going to do Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop off oh my God. either the second or top rope. I can't remember because I had a concussion. I straight up tried to do it and landed on the back of my head. And I hardly remember that day. I seen the video. I was, I think I was out of it for like six minutes, like out of the match. And all I remember doing was everything kind of looked like a fisheye vision. It was terrible. And then I went home, took a cold shower and went straight to work. I hardly remember doing anything at work. That concussion was awful. I'm only saying it's a concussion because I don't remember. And I didn't go to the hospital because fuck that. I'm not paying a fucking $3,000 bill just to find out that I have a concussion when I could just walk it off, sleep it off, whatever. Uh, and then I tried to take a break from wrestling for a little bit. That wasn't the smartest idea because I came back with a lot of ring rust. But I eventually got back into it and I'm still doing it now. There's really no other way to say it to anybody that's listening. Like wrestling, I would say is probably 60 to 70% real when it comes to like taking the hits and the moves and all that. No, that that's a hundred percent real. I mean, taking, cool. taking the moves and landing like on your ass, your head. I mean, most of the time you don't land on your head, but you know, taking the moves in general, you're going to, you're going to feel it. That that's 100% real. Yeah. The shit that's not real is when it's, I mean, we predetermined matches here in EWF. That's not, that's the non real part. Cause it's all, cause it's, you know, a group of us discussing a match and saying, Oh, well this guy's really on a roll. Let's let him go over. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what Shiloh's trying to say here is that, you know, taking these moves, there's no fucking joke about it. You could, you know, you could sit there and say, well, I've been in like 1300 street fights. I know how to, I know how to protect myself. But once you get into that ring, I mean, I'm new to this. I started last year. Once you get into the ring and you take a suplex or something that you've never taken before, it's not comfortable. And you wake up in the morning, you're going to wake up very sore. I'm going to tell you that right now. And if you hit your head, nine times out of ten, you if you hit it hard enough, you're going to end up with a concussion. Yeah. You can't you can't fake the soreness the next day because I've had my fair share of that. Always stretch before you start wrestling because if you don't, you're going to feel it all the next day. I mean, so we do some stuff like with, you know, tables. Um, light tubes. Light tubes. Um, chairs. You know, everything but the kitchen sink. I remember last year, and I don't know if you were there or not, um, the Iron Man match with Sean and Austin, where there was fire involved. I think I was there. Sean gets thrown into fire. And I gotta tell you, if I'm never gonna get thrown into fire, but I can tell that that didn't feel good, probably for at least maybe a week or two. Because that fucking shit is... It, it's, it's just... It, it Exactly, it's brutal. Some people will say that we're not... We're not safe with it, and we're dangerous. But the thing is, is when we practice it, time and time again, you know, we don't we don't get to practice a whole lot here because newsflash, we're twenty something, oh, 
I think our oldest is what? 30s. 30. 30s. 20 to 30s. We have jobs. We got shit to do every week. We got bills to pay. We have to find a time, which is every other Saturday, to do these shows. And we don't, like I said, we don't get all the time in the world to just say, oh, hey, you know, I'm off of work. Anybody that works first shift, let's go out and practice. Because when you work first shift, all you want to go do is get your shit done, go home, and sleep. Yeah. So, to me, the practice is when you're in the ring with other people and you're trying new shit out and seeing what you can do and what you can't do. This is plain and simple. Pretty much, like... All the contact and the action is real. It's just when we choreograph it to plan out spots or whatever, that it's already like been decided that that's going to happen. It's just the people that aren't a part of that don't know that. They don't know the winner. So that's what makes it fake and real at the same time. People are watching. They don't know. We, as the wrestlers, are the only ones that know. So we put on the show, entertain people. Whether it's beating the shit out of them with a light tube, setting them on fire, punching them in the face, losing a tooth. All that in between is pretty much real. We got a few guys that have needed stitches, broken bones. We get pretty extreme with it. We barely go to the hospital for it, because why? We don't have the money to pay for that, and we just walk it off because we're wrestlers. And most of the time... I, I think that you can probably attest to this, too. With the use of, like, light tubes and, you know, fire, we also don't want the law involved as well because we don't know how hospitals will, will react when somebody comes in with fucking burn marks just randomly into the yeah. hospital on their own fucking power. Like, if I was somebody in the ER and somebody on their own power came in with burn marks on their back, I'd be raising a couple eyebrows and go, like, the fuck are you doing? You know, we don't want the law involved. That's why we, you know, we do the necessary precautions. We don't sit there and go like, okay, well, who's buying light tubes this week? We need them every show. Yeah. We don't do that. We we use light tubes for special occasions. There's times where we'll have like a stalemate when it comes to a match with two certain people. And if we can't decide who's going to win that match, it. We usually just let it be up to the guys wrestling. So sometimes we don't even know who's going to win. So say like me versus J-Dog. Every single match I ever had with him, we never listened to what the other wrestlers were saying. We just went at it. And it was (coughs) discussed while we were wrestling. Like we talked to each other and said, all right, well, I'm going to do this. You do that. And when we finally figure out who's winning, we'll We'll tell each other. It's just like you have people that get predetermined and then you have people that don't. I like the unpredetermined because no one knows and I don't know. The other wrestler don't know. We could just do whatever and get it out of the way. Instead of worrying about a time frame or someone that's outside of the match coming up saying, hey, you need to, you need to let him win. We like to decide for ourselves. I think that's something that's different from every other, you know, wrestling promotion, especially like WWE. You know, it's just a group of guys that are sitting here just sitting down and we 
we as a group decide who's going to win. Yeah, we have this thing that we that we call board of directors, but you know they help us guide. They help guide us in the way that they want us to go in storyline. So, for example, I'll use myself as as the example. I had a really bad match this season with uh, the Viking. I got called to a board meeting. They sat me down and they asked me to go through the entire match. Went through the entire match and they said, you know what? You're going to win the title next because your opponent really kind of pooped the bed a little. And that's not fair to you that you had to take the loss when he was ill-performing. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> So it's shit like that, like say, see somebody's kind of doing piss poor. They're going to take somebody to the side and say, hey, you either step it up or we're going to have to intervene. Or you have somebody that's on fire and they get to go to the board meeting and, they're, and they get to be told what they're doing next. You know, that's just how it is here in our neck of the woods. Now, Shy Shiloh, I want to get into, you know, Let's get off the wrestling train here for a second and you know let's let's tell the audience like about yourself what you do outside of wrestling like you know work related kind of stuff. Well, I work in a factory. I'm not going to say its name. I'm Protect the innocent. Don't want to get fired or anything. It's just they don't listen. The I've factory, talked shit like, about I've talked shit about them before. They don't listen. It's 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 more the people than the place. I don't have a problem with most of the you management. Like I don't, I don't have a single problem with the management at all. It's just some of the supervisors they don't get the hint. Then you got fucking some of the teenagers that work there too. It's just like you're, you're training them, and some of them will get it. Some of them are cool. I started there as a teenager, and I still have the job. Well, specifically this past Friday. I'm a line Good. lead, and I'm trying to fucking float and get people's brakes out of the way, keep shit caught up. Well, this dude, all he gives a shit about is smoking pot. Oh all God. day, all night. Now, I'm not dissing on potheads. I'm just saying, you do not need marijuana every single fucking hour every day. You can go without it and function like a normal human being. If I can fucking quit alcohol and drink on every occasion, just randomly, instead of every day then you can give up the pot for a few days. But this dude straight up goes to break, and I got the line all caught up and everything, and he comes back, starts smelling like strong-ass pot. Jesus Christ. And I looked at him, I was like, what did you just do? He's like, oh, I went to break. I'm like, yeah, I know that. I just gave you your fucking break, but what'd you do on break? Oh, I smoked a joint. Uh, You do know that we get piss-tested, right? Yeah, but I don't care. Bitch, you're fucking up the job because you're being fucking lazy. You literally asked me six times, asked me six times, how to put these things on a skid. Oh my god, are you talking about... Okay, so here's something people don't know. I used to work with Shy Shiloh at the same place. Again, I'm going to be that kind of person and I'm going to protect the company's name. Because I actually like working there until the end. Um, You're talking about... At the end of the line, this place makes diaper genies, litter genies, and a bunch of other bullshit. They probably added to it. Um, you're talking about at the end of the line where to pack out? 
Yeah, we're on gotcha. the Liturgy line. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And he's, he asked me six times how to do this shit, and I, he just couldn't get it down. So I tell the supervisor. Supervisor pretty much acts like he doesn't care. He's like, I'll be out in a minute. Comes out, and all he does is helps out on the line to get us caught back up. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And then he's like, well, I'm going to sit here and help you guys. And about 5.30 comes around. I'm like, all right, you have fucking fun. I'm going to fucking lunch since you don't want to give me an extra person or anything. And then this dude has everybody on the line that knows the pack out part. He asks all of them. They tell him. He still doesn't get it down. Then he asks the person that should know the best, a floor guy. Floor guy told him exactly how to do it and said he would leave another skid sitting there so he could have a little cheat sheet or whatever so he could get it out of the way. That still didn't do it because he's getting himself backed up because he's too busy playing on his fucking phone because he's a teenager that doesn't give a shit about responsibility. And I had to keep his ass caught up all day until about 9 o'clock when the supervisor finally got the hint, hey, I need an extra person. So he shut down a machine, gave me that person, but that person was also a motherfucking joke. Then we shut something down on the line, and this lady, I mean, she's older, but she knew what she was doing. She wasn't that fast, but she she got it down. But the kid, it's like, you're working in a factory. You don't fucking walk off the line thinking you could do what you want. You need to get your shit figured out. It shouldn't take five, six people to tell you over... 12 times how to fucking put something there after you've been told. It's like, if you can't work in a factory, then you need to go to a fucking fast food place or be in a Walmart or a dollar store (laughs) and greet people because that seems to be the only thing you're good at because all you do is fucking say hi to people all day. Jesus Christ. See, that's, that's the thing that I've had, you know, kind of happen at my job. I had a guy, a kid, kind of just get done graduating. And after he got done graduating, he just didn't give a fuck. So I understand what you're saying. And the thing the thing is, is with that place, you know, part of it is, you know, they're bringing in all these new people. That's perfectly fine. But if they don't get it, move them somewhere. And if they don't get it there let them go. Don't just sit there and keep spending your money paying this person because at this point, from what you're telling me, he's just there to collect a paycheck and not really give a fuck. Yeah. All he does is blow it on pot. He comes into work and says, yeah, I got really fucked up because I bought 60 bucks worth of pot. And I'm like, okay, well, what'd you do with the other half of your check? Uh, I spent it on video games, uh, fast food, oh my God. Uh, a jewel pod, you need to decide on what the fuck you're smoking. Pot, jewel pod, tobacco. You say you don't smoke cigarettes. Well, a jewel pod is still a tobacco product, buddy. God damn. That's that's fucking great. Um so moving forward, we're not we're not gonna harp on the fucking negative all the time. Um so you and I we we talk back and forth sometimes when, you know, for example, I discovered Tom McDonald for the first time, like I think this month or last month. So I messaged you and was like, dude, Tom McDonald, he's got it going on. And he's like, yeah, what song have you been listening to? And I said, Straight White Male, it's my favorite song. So we're just going to get into music here. You know, who, 
who as an artist do you look up to or you respect? You can you can mention names, of course. Uh, mention a song or two. Just uh, do whatever. I've got two main ones. The first one was Eminem, because as a kid growing up, I had like severe anger problems. And who I, didn't as a kid, to be honest? True. And I remember it was, I uh, could have been like 12 or something like that. And I go into the kitchen and I open a drawer and I find the Marshall Mathers LP1. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what, what? What kind of music is this? And my dad wouldn't let me listen to it. He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And I got bored really, like really bored one day. So my mom tells me to go to the video store and get a video game. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Give me some money. Well, I went to the video store to go get this game, and I couldn't find anything cool. And I seen this black man, like his face, on the cover of this game. It said 50 Cent Bulletproof. Oh, God damn it. I didn't know what that was, and the only music that I had ever known existed was country, classic rock, and plain alternative rock. Ugh. So. Country? Jesus. Yeah. That's something I didn't know about Shy Shiloh. I mean, country is probably the most hated genre. There are some artists that I can stand, like Toby Keith, but after that, it just gets really fucking bleak from there. So, I can I can definitely understand you, you know, branching out and trying to find your own music. Yeah, well, I bought, or I didn't buy the game. I rented the game and brought it home. I started playing it, and I was told it was too violent. Well, I locked myself in my room, and I played the whole thing, like, all the way through for that full day. And I was like, this is pretty cool. So I started listening to 50 Cent, and I didn't know where you could buy, like, music or anything like that and i found a 50 cent cd in a walmart and this was still around the time my family was going to church and i had a cd player so i just went in church with a pair of headphones listening to 50 cents get rich or die trying album and i'm like yeah this is this is pretty cool and then i came across this song with eminem because i'd see eminem's name on all these 50 cent cds and i'm like who the fuck is this guy i'm getting tired of seeing his fucking name i seen his name in the game Found out he was a crooked cop in the game. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy what is. What the like, fuck? Wait a minute. What? I, I didn't know who he was. No, wait. What? Eminem played a crooked cop in yeah. 50 Cent Bulletproof? He's crooked I'm going to tell you a funny story. I tried buying that game at a GameStop. The fucking clerk fucking narked on me and said, this is worse than Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, I want to play this game. It looks cool. Shit. I didn't fucking know that. I gotta play that, though. No joke. Well, I came across a song. It was called Patiently Waiting. And I'm like, I'm about to find out who this is because it says featuring Eminem because all it did was say produced by Eminem or co-produced. And I'm like, well, let's find out who this guy is. I listened to the song and I'm like, oh, shit. This dude's actually pretty fucking cool. Like, he's not rapping or singing about stupid shit like cars, money, having whores running around. And so I dropped the 50 Cent CD. I was like, nah, I'm going to get on the internet and look up Eminem. Started listening to him, and I'm like, this is this is kind of like the stuff that I think about all the time. Like, I'm pissed off. Like, I'm wanting people to die, or I'm fucking going to say the stupidest, craziest shit just because I can, and I know it's going to piss people off. And there's, like, really relatable songs on every CD up to, like, currently now. 
even if it's just a diss track. I can find some specific lines in there that I'll relate to. And I feel like if I hadn't discovered what Eminem was, I probably would be listening to fucking rock all the time. And that's just, it gets old after a while. Like, it's good, but you want to hear something different. I was about to say, you mind your tongue. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely understand that. I can only listen to, like, certain, uh, like, at work. I mean, I can't now. My fucking iPod broke. Um, but, like, you know, after you hear the same kind of music, like, I like 80s hair metal, and after you hear somebody just wailing on a guitar after five minutes, I'm ready to listen to, like, say, Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. So I get it. The, uh, second person. Now, don't get me wrong. Eminem was my favorite rapper. I mean, he's still one of my Oh, my God. You have a new favorite rapper now? Holy shit. He's, like, in my top five right now. Is it John Cena? No. John Cena's pretty good, though. Yeah. (laughs) But I just, I found this rapper. Well, my friend Ryan showed me this rapper on YouTube called NF, and I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was just a YouTube rapper that was really low on views and all that, and this dude just has this song called Intro One, and he just goes the fuck off. It's not even like a a funky beat. It's like you don't even hear the tapping or the rhythm to the beat. It just sounds really intense, like war music, oh, and shit. he's just freestyling out of nowhere about all the things going on in his life. And I'm like, this guy is pretty cool. So I started looking up his music, and he had an album called Moments. It wasn't that great. He used too much auto-tune. Sounded like he had four or five of himself rapping together to sound like there was a choir or some shit. I'm not going to hate on the album because some of it was actually good. But as he kept going, I'm just like, this dude is just, he's a Christian rapper, but he's just crossing some lines. And it's just, how does he get away with that? And it's way too relatable. He's currently my favorite rapper. He just came out with a new album called The Search. I'd have to say... Perception and The Search are my two favorite albums out of him. I think I found a bigger part of myself through that. Honestly, I'd have to say that if it wasn't for his music, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Damn. that That's fucking deep. I mean, I can definitely understand that. Um, I mean, there's there's some bands that have really gotten me out of some hot, like, hot and heavy spots. Um, I can remember one instance, like in Arizona, you know, I was new to the state, didn't fucking know anybody. And, you know, after I started getting to know people, you know, dating around, this one girl really got really got to me, and then, you know, she just kind of called it off. And I started listening to some, like, really depressing music, like uh, The Heroin Diaries by 6AM. Once I started, you know, branching off of that and going into, like, Tom Petty, and, you know, kind of just moving from there. I can definitely understand finding yourself in music like NF, like you did. Because with Tom Petty, like that, he got me to where I am today with his kind of music. You know, I sing in my free time. Not a lot of people know that because I kind of keep that hidden because I don't need people going like, oh my God, you're such a great singer. Why don't you go on American Idol or some shit? Because I don't want to give attention to myself because I don't need people going like, dude, you should really start a band. I don't got time for that shit. I really don't. I had time when I came back here from Arizona, but now I don't. I got a family, you know. 
But yeah, I definitely get it. I didn't really know that about you because, you know, we barely, we don't talk on a personal level. I always, you know, I always share something that's kind of funny or I just bust your balls because you play Grand Theft Auto Online a lot. You. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there it was, part one of my interview. And the reason why I cut out at the end is I didn't have an external hard drive with me that day when I recorded part one with Shy Shiloh. So we're going to pick right back up in part two as we as I bust Shy Shiloh's balls about playing GTA Online. And we're probably going to differ on thoughts about it and everything. He's got some funny shit that's happened to him in the last couple of weeks. And honestly, you guys are not going to want to miss part two. It's going to be fucking... Honestly, the stories that he has told me in the last couple weeks are absolutely serious. Uh, I'm not even going to drop any hints. You guys got to listen to part two. My conversation with Shy Shiloh. Now with that being said, podcast and and currently my son is showing me some legos so it is time for me to go to put him to bed and that'll be it for this evening i hope you guys have a great week and